Pat Miller program. Somebody now who's back with us for, I don't know, Michael, it's the fifth or sixth time we've had you on the program, uh, Michael Letts uh, from Invest USA. Michael, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Pat? Good, sir. It's We've had you on several times, and the reason I keep having you back is you never disappoint. Uh, when it comes to things, whether it's you and your organization providing protection uh, to different uh, police agencies around the country uh, with, with uh, you know, uh, bulletproof vests and other things that you guys do to help them, or you try to help us a little bit understand a story where law enforcement is involved that seems a little weird, a little jaded. And I'm taking you back over the weekend to this break-in at the home of Paul and Nancy Pelosi out there in San Francisco. And let me let me start by saying, I hate what happened to Paul Pelosi. Um, he, he obviously was injured because of this male intruder. Uh, but there just seems to be, uh, Michael, just a lot of confusion about this thing. Um, and, and, and one of the things that gets me is I could almost feel it coming before it came. And that is people on the left or people on the Democrat Party or whatever found every reason that they could to begin to try to take this intruder and to lay him at the doorstep of the Republicans. I can't find anything to do that. Well, you have to understand that, that it's all part of a broader perspective, a broader uh, agenda. You know, we said all along, nothing is by happenstance. It is all... A very carefully orchestrated uh, methodology. And part of that methodology is this. They are attempting, they know they're getting hit so bad next week at the elections because of their defund the police position that they're trying to evoke sympathy. And this whole case has many, many discrepancies. First of all, the U.S. Capitol has Nancy's uh, home under full surveillance. Right. The Secret Service is also part of their police detail protection. This particular individual came at 2 a.m. The videos show that there was no forced entry. It does have a video showing a busted window, which is 12 inches wide, which are both the glass from the inside. You tell me how somebody you got to be a really small person to get through a 12-inch uh, hole without cutting yourself. Okay, wait a minute. So so the, so the hole that's in the glass, it's not like he busted out this entire huge picture window or anything like that. He busted a piece of window that's 12 inches wide? 12 inches wide is what the hole is. And it's jagged. Oh, boy. So you tell me how in the world you're able to get 12 inches of body through 12 inch, a 12-inch hole. Of a broken window. Then understand that this person had no vehicle, no transportation. And because of that, they came by themselves, blocks, to get to Nancy's house mm-hmm. at 2 a.m. in their underwear. Um, That's the part that gets me. Didn't the police say that when they got there, that this guy was in his underwear and Paul Pelosi was in his underwear? Yeah, both of them were in their underwear. Okay. I just <laughs> So both of them had hammers. Um, the officers arrived. Of course, the call came out. It was a priority call, which I'll grant you being a priority call from the standpoint that, uh, you know, it's a Speaker of the House. Right. And uh, I can see that. But when they have a priority call, they get there. 
they find the two inside, both of them looking at each other, shall we say, then they start to struggle, and the assailant hits Paul in the head. Now, look, I feel very bad that he was he actually cracked his skull. Yep, yep, horrible. Just as he's starting to swing, that's when the officers engage. Um, okay, so... Do we do we know where inside the house they were when the police got there? That is unclear in the report. It's somewhere by the restroom on the middle of the inside of the house. Okay. So, but they he gets in there. Um, now, explain one other thing to me, because I and I'm just I'm asking you questions um, that are all over the place here, Michael, because it sure. seems to me that's the way stuff has been reported. The window that he broke, and you're telling me now that it was a 12-inch wide section of window, but that the window that was broken, that the glass was not inside the house, but the glass was outside the house. That's correct. You can tell it's it's an interior pane. You can tell it was hit from the inside, not from the outside. Okay, which suggests... And what's interesting is you have all these video cameras on the U.S. Capitol. Of course, you know, I mean, the argument was, well, we weren't watching them. Okay. Uh, you should have been, but I'll give you that. But when we go back in and review them, uh, there is no picture of somebody standing there with a hammer starting to bust out a window to get in. You go from that frame to the next frame, you go right back. Remember, these are these are all within seconds. These right, frames, if right. If you've ever seen them. Right. You go back to the frame again, and suddenly the window's busted within seconds. It was busted from the inside, not from the outside. Okay, so now... Which brings to question all kinds of things here, because doesn't it also come out somehow in the narrative that he and Pelosi knew each other? That's correct. Okay, because he, either he worked at the home a couple of years ago, or he came and he did landscaping a couple of years ago, or something. But somehow they knew each other, and so that now, and so now it appears. And man, I'm trying to be really careful here, Michael. I don't want to cast any blame where there isn't any, but it appears that the guy was in the house and then something went awry and Pelosi tried to call 911 or did call 911 or something. Um, and then you've got glass that was broken from the inside out. Police Correct. get there. They're both there in their underwear and they each have a hammer. Correct. And, they, and basically, I've got my hand on your arm and cut the hammer. You got my hand on my arm on the hammer. Right. That's kind of what you said. They're looking at each other till the cops get there. Now, once the cops are in place, now here's some other interesting things. Let's talk about uh, law enforcement standard procedure. Okay. Okay. Uh, when I come in, I've been called to an assailant. Okay. A break in. So because of the fact that it is a, now a break in, I have to assume that there is ill intent. So when I walk in and two people are armed, my immediate task is to disarm. I mean, no disrespect to Paul Pelosi, but I don't know who's who. Right. You're both carrying weapons. I've got to immediately disarm. Yep. For me to stand there and wait till you suddenly start, you know, jerking your arm back and breaking free from Paul and start swinging that hammer, then I engage, uh, is highly unusual. Well, highly, highly unusual, and, and it makes zero sense. Now, the thing that you talked about, how there are several cameras which actually feed to the Secret Service on Capitol Hill live, and they could see correct. it live. And and they said that nobody was watching it ostensibly because, well, she wasn't really even there. Okay, so let's 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 accept that at face value. 
What about security systems at the house? If Paul Pelosi was in bed and it's two o'clock in the morning, okay, right. my house is not a multi-million dollar home in San Francisco. My, my house is far below one million in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And when we go to bed tonight, Kim and I will push a couple of buttons and our home security is set. Okay. If you, if you break into my house during the night, that thing is going to scream like a banshee. Everybody within a half a block of my house is going to hear it. I can't believe that here you've got the home for the number three person in line for becoming president of the United States, and there is no security system, and it wasn't set to go off. Well, here's what makes you know, I'm giving your listeners some more information so they can make their own determination, and that's what we want. We just want them to have the facts. Yep. Uh, a couple of other things that they need to be aware of. First of all is the speaker has always had security, okay? Limited. It's not the same. You remember the president has full details. The vice president has full details, but not as much. Right. And, then, of course, the speaker in the House, he goes down from there. But you recall last summer they had a chief justice whose life was threatened. Mm-hmm. And so the Republicans asked that additional resources be allocated for force protection for uh, the uh, U.S. Supreme Court justice. Right. They're, the Democrats denied that. They blocked that. Nope, we're not going to do it. Um, then they changed their position two months after that and said, okay, we're going to do that, but we're going to open it up altogether. We're going to put a couple hundred million dollars in the budget, and we're going to open it out to any member of Congress and or their residencies and or their families who feel like they need protection. So now our tax dollars are paying for, if you just got elected to Congress, Pat, this fund will pay for all your uh, security measures that they feel, U.S. capital feels, is necessary. They'll install your cameras. They'll provide the security uh, officers that are necessary for any member of Congress now and their family. Now, that's always been accessible to the Speaker, but now she's got 200 more million. So here's my point. You know this is an issue because you just voted $200 million more a couple months ago. You've already upgraded her uh, security right? with her homes, with her cameras and all. So why did that not work? Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it, it, it makes you say, okay, did we upgrade or did we not upgrade? Did somebody, and, and I don't even know who the somebody would be, but did somebody issue some kind of a partial stand down? I mean, I mean, somebody had to say something to somebody so that this guy, first of all, uh, got into the house, in or out of underwear. Uh, but and, and <laughs> that's correct. You know, and, and then and then he's able to be alongside of Paul Pelosi. Uh, it, the whole thing is just really bizarre. I mean, it's extremely bizarre. And then when you look at the next aspect, so. Where there seems to be, we'll use that word seem, there seems to be an altercation, fixing to transpire. So what person can say, oh, hold on a minute, I need to go to the restroom. This is what happened. This is in the report. Paul goes and locks himself into the bathroom and then dials 911. It comes to support. He calls. They come from there. And he identifies who the person is. Uh, Typically, of course, we talked about he was known, but typically if it's an assailant, you don't make yourself known so that you can tell the police, you know, hey, X, Y, Z is here. Make sure you're on a background before you even get here. I mean, it's highly suspicious. And when you get back to the narrative, and here's what I want to make sure your listeners understand. The narrative has been 
We want to control the American people. We can't do that with our arms, so we have to disarm them. The way we disarm them is city and state police won't do that because they know it's unconstitutional. They go to church with these people, the grocery store. We need to have a federal force that does that. So they created this defund the police movement and, you know, called us all racist. Don't give us any uh, active shooter vests. Do whatever they can to uh, cause police to to leave, which, quite frankly, has been very effective. You know, New York now looks like they're losing half of their police force. This year, 4,000 officers. Is that right? Yeah, just came out minutes ago. Oh, man. But uh, Can you imagine? Anyway, so, so you see how bad that is. So that's their narrative. Then they suddenly find out when they're looking at the polls in midterm, guess what? The American people don't support that. You're going to pay dearly the polls. So they've done two things. They tried to turn it around by saying, okay, now we fund the police. But, of course, we've been on... Uh, airing nationally that they're funding the police is a different definition than our funding the police. Their funding the police comes with stipulations and requirements that you have to change your policies, no pursuit, I mean, basically just, just towards law enforcement. Uh, so that doesn't work for them. So now the second option is, okay, if we're going to salvage this, we need to change the focus, we need to change the narrative. We need to say that these Republicans are insurgents they're domestic terrorists. They just came out yesterday, and of course, actually today, this afternoon, Joe Biden, before he went to Florida, stopped at the U.S. Capitol to hold an impromptu press conference as to how bad this area was for the destruction of democracy back on January the 6th. They're trying to refocus your attention. Yep. That, hey, yep. it's all about January the 6th. Here's what these people are going to do. They are so bad, Pat, that they will attack the spouses of members of Congress. And that's not the kind of people you want to serve yeah, you know, yeah, in D.C. And, yeah. and that is where now your listeners can understand this is where the whole thing is being driven. Unfortunately, it's backfired on them. They've done a really poor job. I was laughing on the last interview I was on. Maybe I should have them hire me as a consultant. The last person you're going to get sympathy out of probably is Nancy Pelosi. So, you know, if they wanted to do it, they should have grabbed a different Democratic member yeah. of Congress and done something that really would cause people to, you know, whoa, stop, yep. what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, go go find well, anyway, a Democratic member of Congress that a lot of people like. Well, that's if you can find one. Exactly. But if you can find one, yeah, that would have been the place to start. Um, you know, what you said is really true because about half the articles that I found, I found 15, 16 articles online today about this event, and about half of them do an immediate tie-in to January the 6th. And it has, if if all the Democrats have right now is January the 6th, I rejoice in that because that's a dead end. That's nothing and that's nowhere. And this thing out in San Francisco had nothing to do with January the 6th. You are correct, but quite frankly, sadly, that is all they have. I know, and it's horrible. They were hoping to realize they made a mistake on defund the police and spin that. And no, now we're the ones, remember they came out, we're the ones funding the police, it's the Republicans that are defending. And how did they justify that statement? Because there are Republicans, members of Congress, who have said, look, federal agencies, Bureau, ATF, and all, if you're going to be weaponized and be used to harass the American people for an agenda versus for doing your job, we're going to withhold the funding until you start answering questions to Congress, which is their, that's what they're for. 
yeah. legislative branches for oversight. Well, yeah, and, and, and that's they, and that's exactly what they should be doing. I mean, that's exactly yeah. the take they should take. Michael, I hate to do this. I got to run. You know how much I hate the clock, and uh, it's uh, hate, it's hating me right back here. So, um, you, you, you <laughs> always can, a privilege, okay? Hey, always great to have you. You can you can find out more about Michael and everything that he and his organization do at Invest USA. All one word: Invest USA. Org, investusa.org. Michael, thanks so much for today, my friend. Thank you, and have a blessed day. God bless America, Pat. Keep up the good work. You too, sir. Thank you very, very much, and we'll be back with more straight ahead. This is Pat Miller on Mobile 1190 AM, 107.5 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.